And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present the conclusion to the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show, and then it's a classic radio detective adventure of the amazing Mr. Malone. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. Hello, No Carl. E. No, and I wasn't kidding. I would not rather be anywhere else but right. right here. Very good. Okay, nice. So what's happening in the world of Hollywood, Lisa? Carl, are you familiar with the rapper 50 Cent? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's like half a buck. He's right? half a buck, yeah. 50 Cent, no yeah. more than 50. Right. Um, his real name is Curtis James Jackson III. Right. So if you weren't sure, 50 Cent... Isn't his his, his, his real his, name? Oh, really? It's he wasn't his stage born. Name. It wasn't his his name that he was born. I what's na- his birth name? <laughs> it's okay. No, it was not. So, anywho, rapper Fifty Cent is making a variety series for the A and E network. Uh huh. Okay. Right. So, uh, Curtis James Jackson III, who is a rapper and an actor and a record film Hopefully and TV he, producer. In this show, he's not going to be an English teacher, right? I hope that won't be hope, him. Hopefully not. No, it won't work out really well for him. So, with the help of Eminem and Dr. Dre, he pro- they produced his first major label album. Right. He became one of the world's best-selling rappers. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got this variety series. Did you know that I used to be a rapper? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I used to work as, uh, as an assistant to the butcher. I used to wrap the meat. Oh, at Jewel or yeah, something? Yeah, Jewel. Great. Yeah. That's a good job. So I, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No. So this, a variety series is called 50 Cents, plural, oh, Presents. Oh, put a plural on the Yes. End? It's 50 Cent and then apostrophe S, No, right? it's just 50 Cents Presents. 50 Cents Presents is a variety series hosted and produced by... 50 Cent. 50 Cent. You got it. Uh-huh. All right. So it will blend music, sketch and stand-up comedy, dance, reality experiments, magic, celebrity guest appearances, the whole kit and caboodle. Now, here's the thing. My thoughts on this, it sounds an awful lot like that Neil Neil Patrick Harris um, best time ever show. Which Remember? lasted three episodes. It lasted one season, and yeah. see, took it off the air. Right. I don't know. Maybe 50 Cent has some magic involved, yeah. and it'll, it'll work well, out better. Well, he's money. He is half you know, a buck, as you said. So maybe it'll work out. Anyway, we can look forward to that on the A&E Network All right, coming very, up very cool. Thanks, Lisa. Sure, All right, let's get back to the conclusion now of this uh, episode of the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis Show from August 29th, 1949. Uh, we're Martin and Lewis, Mr. Cassidy. Uh, we're comedians. Haven't you heard us on the radio? I've heard Martin and Lewis on the radio. But if you're them, what are you doing out here in the woods, sleeping on the ground with nothing but crackers to eat? Oh, well, maybe you'll get a sponsor soon. 
<laughs> you must know us, Mr. Cassidy. We're in, we're in movies, you know. We just finished a picture of Paramount called My Friend Irma. My Friend Irma? Well, that's a funny name for a Western. It's not a Western, Mr. Cassidy. A lot of pictures are made that aren't Westerns. Well, when did they think of that? <laughs> now, that's enough of this small talk. You'll tell me where my cattle are, I might ask the law to go a little easier on you. Honest, Mr. Cassidy, we haven't got your cattle. We haven't got any animals. All we got is a little flying red horse in the car. <laughs> a little flying red horse in the car. <laughs> so shoot me, I made a western boo-boo. <laughs> You sure did. And you've been trying to tell me you're Jerry Lewis, the comedian. Sure, and I'm a singer, too. Oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam. Well? I wouldn't sing like that around here if I was you, partner. Why not? The government pays a pretty big bounty for coyote hides. <laughs> coyote? What's a coyote? That's a Mel Torme with fur on it. And now you're convinced we're Martin and Lewis? Yeah, but I still got to catch those rustlers. It's pretty late. You fellas don't mind. I'll stay here tonight and ride after him first thing in the morning. It's okay with us. Well, Hoppy, I'm, I'm going to turn in for the night and get some sleep. There, I'm in my sleeping bag. <laughs> I'm in my sleeping bag. You in your sleeping bag, Jerry? No, in the dark, I put my pants back on. <laughs> Good night, fellas. Good night. Good night. Oh, boy. Am I going to sleep tonight? Gee, Hoppy's going to get up tomorrow and chase rustlers. He sure leads an exciting life. I wish I could go out and chase rustlers like he does. <laughs> Tonight, Lana, I'm having a Western dream. Come on, Jerry. Dean, I just got word to the wrestlers in the Red Dog Saloon down in Panama City. I gotta go. Wait a minute. Hop along. You can't catch him without me. Give me a six-shooter and I'll go with you. Can you handle a six-shooter? Can I handle a six-shooter? I just said, give me a six-shooter and I'll go with you. And you got the nerve to ask me if I can handle one. <laughs> well, can you? Well, no. <laughs> well, of course, Jerry can handle a gun. Come on, let's get on the horse and ride into the Red Dog Saloon. Okay. Oh, boy. Hup, I'm on. Hup, I'm on. Hup, I'm on. <laughs> Whoa, ho. Now, look, fellas, we're not all supposed to be on the same horse. <laughs> Jerry, let's get on our own horses and get moving. Boy, look at us go. Yoo-hoo! Yippee! Hey, hop along. How do you like the way I ride? Wait a minute, partner. You're facing the wrong way. You're riding backwards. <laughs> oh, I wondered why my horse was so 
house again. We'll never get to the Red Dog Saloon this way. Oh, no? Oh, no? Look, isn't that the Red Dog right over there? Ah, that's nothing but a mirage. Well, let's head for that. It's better than nothing. You know, Jerry, you sure are the bow-leggedest cowboy I ever saw. I ain't so bow-legged. Oh, no? Then what become of your horse? Gone, slipped out from under me again. Well, it doesn't matter. Whoa! Well, here we are at the Red Dog Saloon. Let's go in. Coming over here, the one with the even gun and all the diamonds. Looks like our secretary, Florence. Yeah. Hello, boys. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Red Dog. Hey, who are you supposed to be? Why, I'm Texas Buckshot Bertha, the queen of the dance halls. I'm the most gorgeous gal west of the Panamint. Why, the cowboys come for hundreds of miles just to look at me and let my beauty drive them crazy. <laughs> Hey, Florence. What? Are you for real? <laughs> of course I'm not for real. This is a Western dream, isn't it? Now, uh, what can I do for you, boy? You're pretty attractive. <laughs> you like the perfume I got on? It's a scent from Cody. Smells more like it was sent from North Dakota. <laughs> Well, I'm tired of all this stalling around. Some rustlers got away with a thousand head of my cattle. You got any idea where I can find them? Hey, look, I'm the proprietor. I just happened to overhear what you gents said. You see, I got a little hole drilled in a bar. <laughs> Sophie, what are you doing here? We sent you for matches. Yeah, where's that dollar I gave? Well, I'll tell you, boys, I got a confession to make. I was going to spend the dollar for matches, you see, but on the way, I ran into a very nice deal. A thousand head of cattle for a buck. Those were my cattle. Well, all right, all right, stranger. Don't get excited. I'm a guy who always does the right thing. Here's your buck. I don't want that dollar. I want my herd of cattle, and I'm going to get it. Now, let's don't get excited, man. We can talk it over level-headed like, but first, uh, uh, how about a drink on the house, huh? I don't drink. I don't drink either. I'm kind of thirsty. <laughs> now, I'm going to search this saloon for them cattle. Starting with this room right here. No, no, wait, wait, look, don't, don't open that door. Why not? Well, you see, I, I got me a lady friend, and I, uh, well, I hit her in there. Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. Oh, pardon me. I thought he was lying, ma'am. Yes. Well, you might have caught me, but it ain't going to do you any good because I got you covered. Get your hands up, you skinny little punk. Skinny little punk. Listen, I'm not afraid of you. I got a chest that's just as big as yours. And I got a right hand punch that'll knock you for a loop. And I got a left hand punch that'll break you in half. And I'm so full of muscles that I can take iron and bend it. And tear steel with my teeth. And if I ever grab you, boy, and if I ever really... Look how he's staring at me. <laughs> I'm taking over here, Soapy. You're going to see the sheriff. Yeah, well, if you want me to see the sheriff, you guys will have to take me. I have got my gun drawn. I've got my gun drawn. I've got my gun drawn. 
Wait a minute. What's the matter? I can't find any paper and pencil. <laughs> I ain't waiting, Jerry. I'm finishing off this wrestler right now. Wait a minute, Dean. Go shoot him. The government's got a price on his head. Yeah, $10,000. Hey, hey, you, you say, um... Did I understand you to say that the, the government has got a price of 10000 bucks on my head? That's right. Tell you what I'll do. Here's a way to make a fast buck. Uh, you give me 5000 you can have my head. Wait a minute. $5,000 for your head? You want it with hair on it, don't you? <laughs> Wake up, Jerry. Jerry, wake up. What? What? You've been hollering and screaming for five minutes. You must have been having a nightmare. Yeah. Boy, am I glad to see you guys. Boy, what a dream I had. We got on some horses, see? And we rode and rode and rode down to some saloon and captured the cattle rustler. Boy, was it awful. Jerry, take it easy. You've been right here in your sleeping bag. Yeah, Jerry, you haven't been doing any riding. Go on, go to sleep. Okay, Dean. Dean. What? You said I haven't been doing any riding? Of course not. Then how come I can't be comfortable anyway except lying on my stomach? (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, Bill Boyd, for being with us. Good night, everybody. Bye. show transcribed in Hollywood is produced by Robert L. Redd, written by Ray Allen and Dick McKnight with Mark Lockman and Cy Rose. Next week, our guest will be Burt Lancaster. This is Ben Alexander suggesting you tune in to your NBC station each Tuesday evening at the same time for the Martin and Lewis show. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show from August 29th, 1949. Dean and uh, Jerry's special guest, William Hopalong, Cassidy Boyd, as heard on the NBC network. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a break, Lisa. When we come back, we're going to tune in to the amazing Mr. Malone. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Carl Amari. We're here, Lisa, every week playing six classic radio shows. All right, it's time now for The Amazing Mr. Malone, also known as Murder and Mr. Malone, was based on the John Malone series of mystery novels by author Craig Rice. Rice had authored 14 novels and countless short stories and once rivaled Agatha Christie in book sales. Developed for radio by Bernard L. Schubert, The Amazing Mr. Malone came to ABC Radio in 1948 and moved to NBC in 1951. It chronicled the adventures of socialite and ladies' man, John Joseph Malone, a tough Chicago-based criminal lawyer who took on a new case each week. Using his finely honed deductive and persuasive skills, Malone never gave up until justice was served. Gene Raymond, George Petrie, and Frank Lovejoy each took a turn at the microphone as Malone. Others in the cast were Malone's private secretary, Maggie, played by Francis Robinson, Cook County Detective Lieutenant McGraw, played by Jack Webb, and homicide detective Sidney Brooks, played by Harry Morgan, 
and Larry Haynes. The Amazing Mr. Malone moved to television in 1951, starring Lee Tracy. All right, let's tune this in. This is uh, the first portion of this half-hour episode. Let's go back to June 22, 1951. Here's Hard Work Never Killed Anyone, starring George Petrie on The Amazing Mr. Malone. The Amazing Mr. Malone. Operator. Operator. Get me the office of John J. Malone. The National Broadcasting Company presents The Amazing Mr. Malone. An exciting half hour of mystery starring George Petrie as the lawyer whose practice before every type of bar has become a legend. Our locale is the city of Chicago, the time, the present, and the hero of these weekly adventures, the amazing Mr. Malone. Malone's your name, John J. Malone, attorney and counselor at law. My hometown is Chicago. And there's a spot that offers unlimited possibilities for any lawyer interested in collecting cliches. Tonight I'd like to submit for your approval... Hard work never killed anyone. To illustrate, I give you Willie Nelson. Willie is what is known as a small businessman. He sells newspapers. His favorite spot is the corner in front of the Temple Apartments. He gets a lot of play there. Nor does he mind walking up four flights to make a sale. You've got to admire such fortitude, not to mention endurance. Yeah, Willie's gone places. And right now, his destination is 4C. Who is it? It's me, Miss Morgan. I got your paper. Just a second, Willie. Hiya, Miss Morgan. Come on in. Thanks. You got my racing form? Have I ever let you down? Let's see, where are the entries for Washington Park? Why? You got a sure thing? Oh, you're not kidding. Bright eyes in the first. Oh, that dog. I'm telling you, Willie, I got this from someone who knows. Well, look what he did last time out. Last by four lengths. They were holding him back for this race. That's what you said about Moon Glow on Monday. Well, that was different. Now, look, I want to put 20 on his nose, and in the second race... I'm sorry, Miss Morgan, I can't do it. You can't do what? Can't take any more of your bets. You know how much you owe me already? What's the matter, Willie? Don't you trust me? That ain't the point. You're into me now for 140 bucks. Listen, listen, Willie. If I promise to pay you tomorrow... You said that yesterday. Well, it's just that... I forgot to go to the bank. Look, I swear I'll take care of everything tomorrow. You can take it out of my winnings. I'm sorry, Miss Morgan. Honest, I would if I could, but I can't afford to take any more chances. Now, suppose I got picked up for bookmaking. That might be a good idea. Oh, hello. Hello, Mr. Morgan. I, I didn't I didn't hear you come in. Next time, I'll send up a flare. You the boy who's been taking my sister's bets? Me? No, no. Honest, Get I... Get out of here. Sure, Mr. Morgan, I was practicing... Get... Yeah. You've got your nerve on. Give me that racing form. I will not. Didn't I tell you something? <laughs> I ever catch you so much as looking at a dope sheet again, you know what'll happen? It's my life. And a pretty unattractive one. You spend so much time doping the horses, you can't think of business. It's like a drug. Every time you get your hands on a couple Leave of Leave me alone. I'll let you alone. You talk to your boyfriend yet? Huh? Cal Myers. None of your business. Now, don't get difficult, Faye. Did you talk to the schmo? Yes. What'd he say? He won't do it, Vaughn. You're lying. I'll give you my word. Don't make me laugh. You didn't sound Cal out yet, did you? I swear. Did you? you? Oh. Why not? No. I was afraid. Told you there was nothing to worry about. When are you going to see that character again? Tonight. Well, you better come home with good news. But I don't know what to tell him, Vaughn. Just what I told you to. Now get dressed. You mustn't keep dear Cal waiting. Uh-huh. 
Say, say waiter. Uh, yes, Mr. Meyer. Uh, was anybody asking for me? I don't believe so, sir. Well, will you tell the captain if a Miss Faye Morgan yeah. could... Oh, there you are, honey. I, I was getting worried. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm late. Uh, would you care to order now, Mr. Uh, Myers? I'll, uh, I'll have a martini. I, I wish you wouldn't, darling. Huh? I hate to see you drink so much. Never mind, waiter. I'll call you when we're ready to order. Uh, very good, sir. Cal, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. It isn't as though I were a drunk. I didn't say you were, dear. But drinking is a weakness. You start off with one, and the next thing you I know, I'm in an alcoholic ward. You're making fun of me. Well, it is kind of funny. I think I'm a prude. And I wouldn't change you for the world. Oh, Faye, I'm crazy about you. And I'm crazy about you. It'd be something to remember when I'm far away from here. What are you talking about? I'm leaving Chicago tomorrow. But why? I, I can't tell you. Well, I won't let you go. Do you think I want to? Oh, Faye, marry me. What? I mean it. Oh, darling, I'd love to. Then then why don't you? I, I can't. Don't ask me. But I am asking. I won't let you go. You really want me to stay? Of course. Then get me $50,000. What? The reason I'm leaving Chicago is because of Vaughn. Your brother? Yes. He got mixed up with some bad company. Cal, he gambled. And and he lost 50 grand? Yes. But what's that got to do with you? Well, they'll kill Vaughn if he doesn't pay off. Who does he owe the money to? Maybe I could get my boss to talk to him. Oh, no, no, no. You mustn't let Mr. Lyons do that. Why don't you let Vaughn run away by himself? You don't understand, darling. You're so strong and... Vaughn's so weak, he couldn't get by without me. Well, I'm not going to let you ruin your life on account of well, him. Wait, I got an idea. What? I know how we can raise the money. We could let your Mr. Lyons sort of loan it to us. What are you talking about? Well, as the accountant for Mr. Lyons Enterprises, you're in charge of the money they take out of the slot machine. So? so you told me they don't deposit the money but once a week. I bet there must be at least $50,000 in the office at a time. Now, look, Oh, they... isn't there? Well, yes, well, but... suppose one night there was a holdup. Are you kidding? Well, it isn't as though we're actually stealing. After all, slot machines aren't legal. You realize where that money comes from? Even little children. What's that got to do it's with... It's got the... everything to do. You think I'd let you do this if Mr. Lyons actually earned that money? He's just taking it out of the pockets of the poor. Oh, you're crazy. It, it... Well, that's the way you feel. No, no, Faye. Don't go. I, I ask you a simple favor. Do you know what Frenchy Lyons would do to me if, if he found out? But he doesn't have to find out. People are robbed every day in the year. You can't help it if one night they happen to pick on you. What do you say, dear? Don't you want me to be Mrs. Calvin Myers? Well... Good. Then we'll consider the whole thing settled. Now, suppose you order yourself a drink. Oh, really, darling? I don't mind if you do. That's the first portion of The Amazing Mr. Malone from June 22, 1951. Hard Work Never Killed Anyone, starring George Petrie. We'll get back to that in just a few minutes. Let's take a break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, let's get back to this 
Amazing Mr. Malone episode from June 22, 1951. This stars George Petrie in Hard Work Never Killed Anyone. Twelve thousand eight hundred forty-one, three hundred ninety-seven, fourteen hundred sixty-five. Are you coming on those figures, Cal? Oh, I'll have them in about an hour, Mr. Lyons. You said that at noon. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what's the matter with me. I got a bad headache. Then let it go for tonight. You can do it the first thing in the morning. No, I, I'd rather finish up now. But you may be here till twelve. Why? Well, I, I don't mind. Well, maybe you don't, Cal, but I happen to have an engagement. Well, I I can lock up. No, I wouldn't think of you. No, really, I I don't mind at all. I got nothing better to do. What about the safe? I'll I'll take care of everything. All right. Would you like me to send Buzz over with some coffee? No, I'll be fine. Don't work too hard. Yeah. No, no, I. I just... Hello? Faye. Yes, darling. This this is Cal. I know. Tell, uh... Tell your brother to be here in 15 minutes. Don't. I'm tickling. Honey. Oh. I'm Hello, Malone. Well, if it isn't the one and only Frenchy Lyons. Now I know it's true. What? You really are amazing. Can I come in? What is it, business or social? Because if it's business... You have an office in the Prescott building. Hey, come to think of it, I have. I ought to take a run over there someday and see what goes. Sit down. Thanks. Join me in a nightcap. Nightcap? Between breakfast and lunch? It's midnight in Hawaii. Oh. What's on your mind, Frenchie? I have a problem, Malone. Haven't we all? Yeah, but mine cost me in the neighborhood of 70000 That's a nice neighborhood. Well, somebody tapped the till at my office last night. And you got an idea who that somebody is? Yeah. I left a boy named Cal Myers in charge. According to his story, a couple of hoods walked in at 11 o'clock and made him open the safe. But you don't believe it? Nope. You're covered by insurance? Mm-mm. Well, my advice to you is to notify the police. Is that all you can suggest? That's all. Won't do. I want to keep this strictly in the family. Well, if you're going to ignore my advice, Frenchie, I don't know why you came here. I'm beginning to think it was a mistake, too. I'm sorry I bothered you, Counselor. Believe me, it won't happen again. <laughs> Twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, hundred. How much did you say I owed you, Willie? Hundred sixty. I thought it was a hundred and forty. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of somebody else. <laughs> You're a nice boy, Willie. A little mercenary, but still a nice boy. There you are. Thanks, Miss Morgan. It's a pleasure to do business with you. I'll bet. Well, I, I better be getting down to my stand. My customers. Well, what's the matter, Willie? Don't you like me? I was. Thinking of your brother. Vaughn. Yeah. Forget it. He... What was that? I don't know. It, it seemed to... Hey, there's some, somebody on the fire escape. Hey! Hey! Let me in. Beat it, Willie. Ain't, ain't Beat ain't it. it. Sure, Miss Morgan. Anything you say, and thanks for taking care of those IOUs. It's okay. 
face. Wait a minute, will you? Oh, thanks, honey. What's the idea, pal? Well, I couldn't help myself. Frenchy Lyons is looking for me. Then why did you come here? I didn't have any choice. Faye, we gotta blow town. Are you kidding? Well, I'm crazy about Chicago. But, darling, you promised. You said we'd get married. Well, that raises a problem, Mr. Myers. Ah, uh, you listen to me, Vaughn. If it wasn't for you, yeah, I wouldn't... come to think of it, it is my fault. But you see, when I first met Faye, I was carried away. You first met her? Oh, didn't she tell you? We're married. You what? Yeah. On October 8th, 1949, to be exact. Ah, you should have seen her in those days, Cal. She was a doll. Shut up. Darling, we mustn't quarrel in front of strangers. Unless he's leaving. No. You're not going to make a chump out of me. Nobody had to. You did it all on your own. Go on, sucker. Blow. No, I'm staying here until... Until what? Come on, get up. Got anything more to say? No. And on your way. And don't slam that door. Well, you were wonderful, Bonnie. You handled that with your customary finesse. Where did that racing form come from? I've got friends. That's not all you've got. What did you do with the dough? Dough? Don't go dull on me. Where'd you put the money? That's for me to know. And you to find out. You don't mean that, Faye. You wouldn't double-cross your one and only. Wouldn't I? Yeah, I guess you would at that. And it's probably just what I deserve. Huh? What do you think you got coming to you? No. No, Vaughn. No, don't. Yeah? That you, amazing? Who's this? Now, who else would it be? Brooks. But of course. What's on your mind, Lieutenant? Now, that's a pretty silly question. What have I usually got on my mind? Yeah, I should have known. I'm talking about business. Oh. Ever hear of a girl named Faye Morgan? No. Well, you're going to. She was knocked off at 7 o'clock last night. What's that got to do with me? Maybe everything. We grabbed a killer and he wants you to defend him. What's his name? Cal Myers. Cal Myers? Boy who works for Frenchy Lyons? Yeah, tell me something, Counselor. Why is it no sooner we nab somebody, they always scream for Malone? Well, what are you complaining about, Lieutenant? If they didn't, we'd both be out of work. Tell Mr. Myers I'll be over in 15 minutes. There's one thing I'll have to say for myself, because if I don't, no one else will. I'm a man of my word. Here I promised Lieutenant Brooks I'd be over in 15 minutes, and I was. It was exactly 2.30 when I walked into Cal Myers' cell. And at 2.31, I was ready to walk out. Now, look, Malone, all I can tell you is that I, I didn't kill Faye Morgan. Why does Lieutenant Brooks here think you did? Well, I can't help it if he's an idiot. Well, I've been promoted. He called me an imbecile before. Don't let it go to your head. What kind of a routine do you call this, anyway? Well, you see, Cal, Brooks and I enjoy a very unusual relationship. Yeah, you're both very unusual guys. <laughs> hey, you know, he's good, Counselor. We ought to take him into the act. Are you going to get me out of here, Malone? Well, that all depends. Did you kill Faye Morgan? Forgive me for even asking would you mind telling me what you had against the girl? Absolutely nothing. Yet the police have a witness who swears she threw you out of her apartment. That was Vaughn. Vaughn? Her husband. What are you smirking for, Lieutenant? I knew Faye was married. Well, that makes it even better. You're out of your mind. That's very funny. Is this? No, no, I was just thinking. You work for Frenchy Lyons. So? So someone walked out of his office last night with close to 70 grand. And where'd you pick that up? I got a rumble. What's the connection? You tell us. Look, Malone, whose side are you on anyway? 
Now, either you want this case or you don't. Well, as long as you put it on that basis, I don't. Let me out, Lieutenant. Sure. So long, Cal. Lots of luck with your new lawyer. Thanks. Don't mention us. Hey, you know something, Malone? Yeah, I wasted a lot of time. You know, it's lucky you didn't go any further. You'd have ruined your record. This is one boy you'd never get off. Are you insinuating I take only the easy ones? Oh, heavens, no. You don't think I can get them off, huh? I know you can't. Well, if this is what you wanted, Lieutenant, you couldn't have planned it better. Go on back and tell Myers I've changed my mind. your evening paper here, all the latest new... Your paper, mister? Uh, you got a racing form? Oh, you betcha. You wouldn't happen to know how Strongheart did in the fourth of Hollywood. He won. Paid $16.80. Were you in on it? No, I, uh, I couldn't find a bookie. Well, any time you're looking for a little action, let me know. Well, that's good to know, uh... Willie. Willie Nelson. Oh, it's nice meeting you, Willie. You look like a pretty sharp boy. I don't miss much. I'll bet you don't. <laughs> Didn't you discover Faye Morgan's body... Are you a cop? No, but I heard that when you went up to deliver the papers to her apartment this morning, you found Look, it. Look, mister, I got, I got to get back to my stand. Well, ten bucks by a couple of minutes of your time? No. How about twenty? I'm, I'm sorry, but I got... Wait a minute. Don't I know you from someplace? I don't know. Do you? What did you say your name was? I didn't say, but it's Malone. Malone? John Jay. Sure, you're that lawyer, ain't you? Well, I don't know if I'm that lawyer. Say, I know all about you, Mr. Malone. My mother always wanted me to be a lawyer. Yeah, better you should stick to your newspapers. Now, about that 20 bucks. Oh, I, I wouldn't take any money from you. It's a privilege to cooperate. Ask, ask me anything you want. What kind of a girl was this Faye Morgan? Okay, if you're a horse. Huh? She was nuts about the nags. Oh. Well, who do you think killed her? Well, Mr. Myers, of course. Why do you say, of course? Well, the cops grabbed him. You saw Cal Myers come out of her building? Sure, right after Mr. Morgan went up to see you. When did Morgan leave? Well, I couldn't say. I didn't see him. But you're positive Myers left before he did? Absolutely. I saw him come out myself. Of course, that don't mean he couldn't have come back again. Wouldn't you have noticed him? No, not if he went in through the fire escape like he did the first time. He used the fire escape? Yeah. And believe me, he had a right to. That Mr. Lyons was plenty sore. Lyons? Don't tell me he was here, too. Yeah, he was looking for Myers. You tell that to the cops? They didn't ask that serves him right. Well, this has been a pleasure, Willie. Let's do it again real soon. Right now, I gotta go do it to Mr. Lyon. Don't misunderstand me, Malone. I'm tickled to death you dropped by. But I still don't understand your reason. Well, I'm representing Cal Myers. Who? Cal Myers. He used to work for you. I'm sorry I can't place the name. Well, just to refresh your memory, when you came to my apartment this morning... I came to your apartment? Next, you'll tell me nobody waltzed off with 70 grand of yours last now, look, night. look, Malone. You sure you feel all right? Well, if I don't, I know who's responsible. Now, the way I see it, Frenchy, you knew Cal Myers was sweet on Faye Morgan. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, you probably figured she and her husband wound up with your dough. You're out of your mind. And why were you looking for Cal? Who said I was? I have it on what Winchell would call excellent authority. As a matter of fact, this same reliable source puts you on the scene right about the time Faye Morgan was murdered. You disappoint me, Malone. I thought you were smart. Yeah, I guess I must be pressing too hard. Sorry, I let you down, Frenchy. Uh, those things happen. Good night, Counselor. I uh, think you'll be able to find your own way out. Let me talk to Mr. Malone, please. Who's calling? Willie Nelson. Oh, this is Malone. What's up, Willie? Oh, I uh, think I got a lead for you. Remember you asked me about uh, Vaughn Morgan? 
Don't tell me he came back to the apartment. Yeah, about five minutes ago. He uh, wanted the key to his wife's room. You get it? No, the super wouldn't give it to him. Where's Morgan now? He's hanging around the entrance. Listen, Willie, you can't let me down. You must be on good terms with the superintendent. Well, he hit me for 108 bucks on a long shot yesterday. And he ought to feel real friendly today. Get the key and go up to the room. I'll be over as fast as I can. Just a second, Mr. Malone. Come on in. I could... Hello, Willie. What are you doing here, Mr. Morgan? You wouldn't believe it if I told you. You know, the cops won't like it if they find out. Who's going to tell them? You gave strict orders. No no, no one was supposed to come in here. You're here? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a friend. I'll try to keep out of your way. What happened to my wife's grip, Willie? I don't know. Guess the police must have taken it. What's that under the bed? You better not touch that, Mr. Morgan. Pull it out. No, no, I will not. I don't know why Faye thought you were so accommodating. I can't get you to do anything. Oh, now, listen, Mr. Morgan, I'm telling Maybe you... Maybe if you... I were to slip you something, you'd knock yourself out for me. Taxi! Taxi! Trouble, mister? Yeah, you never can find a hack when you need one. Ain't it the truth? Can I give you a lift? Huh? I got a new car around the corner. Maybe you'd like to get off your feet for a while. Look, chum, I don't know what your game is. Tiddly winks. What's yours, Morgan? How do you know my name? You're a celebrity. Wasn't your wife murdered? Who are you? Nobody you know, but I think you know my boss. Your boss? Yeah, a fellow named Frenchy Lines. Oh. It's waiting for you, my car. Would you like to talk to him? No, thanks. Come on, Morgan. Get smart. I'm not keeping his hand in my pocket to protect the manicure. Where, where do we go? Just around the corner. I hope that grip isn't too heavy for you, but you look like a big, strong boy. Look, fella, I'll make your proposition. I wish I had the time to How hear. How make out, Buzz? Uh, look. Well, I'm glad to see you, Vaughn. Get in. Listen, Lions. I'll be glad to. I expect to learn a great deal. All right, Buzz. Find us a nice, quiet spot where Mr. Morgan can talk to his heart's content. A boy named Kipling once wrote a poem entitled If. Now there's a song with the same name. I ought to use it for my own personal theme. If I hadn't stopped off with Lieutenant Brooks, and if I had gone immediately to see the obliging newsboy Willie Nelson after his phone call, things might have turned out differently. But there's that big if again. Anyway, when the lieutenant and I walked into Faye Morgan's hotel room, Willie was still waiting. Get some water, Malone. Is he? No. Someone only did a crouper on his skull. Uh, yeah, he's coming too now. How about that water? Sure. Oh, never, never mind, Lieutenant. I'm all right. I thought the first thing they always said was, what happened? I don't have to ask. I was here. Suppose you tell us, Willie. Let me up and out. Oh, oh, oh. On second thought, maybe I'd better park where I am. Who did it? Mr. Morgan. What do you want? I don't know. Must have been after the bankroll. Are you crazy? We took this place apart. Well, it was a grip under the bed. Is it there now? Nope. Faye must have stashed the money in there. No, you're nuts, Malone. There was nothing in that bag. I examined it first. You didn't look hard enough. Oh, I'm sure I did, Malone. Hey, Lieutenant, look who's here. Well, hello, Frenchie. Come on in. I have a couple of friends waiting outside. Would you mind? Not at all. The more the merrier. Buzz? I assume you want him, too. Let me alone. Well, well, old home week. You know, we've been looking for you, Morgan. Where you been? 
Buzz and I sort of took him under our wing. And from the looks of him, I say you must have flown pretty high and dropped him. Accidents will happen. Won't they? But now that we're all here, suppose we call the meeting to order. Uh, correction, Mr. Chairman, we're not all here. What about your client, Cal Myers? Well, he's accounted for. Will the secretary read the minutes? May I have the floor? The chair recognizes Mr. Lyons. I move we dispense with this charming piece of whimsy and get down to business. Yeah, I second the motion. You oppose, Vaughn? Uh-huh. I think he means no. Willie? Don't mind me. Mr. Lyons. There's a problem, gentlemen. I think we should all give our immediate consideration. You mean the murder of Faye Morgan? I don't consider that a problem. Oh, then you know who killed her. No, and frankly, I don't care. What concerns me is the return of $70,000. Oh, that's a mercenary attitude, Frenchie. Here, a beautiful young thing has been violently put to death, and all you're interested in is... Money. All right. Help him out, Willie. Huh? Tell him where you hit it. Where I hit it? Now, look, what are you getting at, Malone? Who do you think killed Faye Morgan? Him? Uh Uh-huh. You're crazy. I'm surprised at you, Willie. Didn't anyone ever tell you you can't get away with murder? You're supposed to be a smart bookie. And that's one big tip you overlook. gentlemen? No, thanks. Say, uh, Malone. Oh, Lieutenant, why does this have to happen every week? Well, you think I enjoy it? If it wasn't for you, you know where I'd be? Yeah, right behind the eight ball. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Well, what do you want to know? Just one thing, Malone. What made you decide on Willie Nelson? It all came down to button, button. Who's got the button? And if you know the game, you'll see Willie was a cinch to be it. I don't see why, Malone. No one else had Frenchie's money, and it's obvious Faye Morgan wasn't killed until she divulged where she hit it. Well, her husband might have had the dough. If he had, he'd never gone back to the hotel and run the risk of being picked up by Lyons and company. No, Brooks, it had to be Willie. He had the best position of them all. He was right on top of every play. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about your client, Cal Myers? What about him? Well, how'd you know he didn't have the money? That's easy. If he had, I would have gotten it and you wouldn't be stuck for this check. Good night, Lieutenant. Never hear the story of the boy who was bored with it all until he bought himself a gun? From then on, he got a big bang out of life. I'll tell you all about him next week, so why not pick me up at my office at the same time? I'll be waiting for you. Good night. George Petrie was starred as John J. Malone with Larry Haynes as Lieutenant Brooks. Our program is written by Gene Wang and directed by Richard Lewis. The Amazing Mr. Malone is based on a character created by Craig Rice and produced by Bernard L. Schubert. The events and characters in this story were entirely fictional, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Fred Collins speaking. The Amazing Mr. Malone has come to you from New York. And that's The Amazing Mr. Malone from June 22, 1951, with Hard Work Never Killed Anyone, starring George Petrie, also in the cast Larry Haynes, with Fred Collins doing the announcing, as heard on NBC. Let's take a break, then it's more on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, Lisa, I want to remind our listeners that we have an, a terrific sponsor that has helped me with my skin. Look at how nice my skin looks now. Remember, it was kind of cracked and flaky and not Your looking good. skin looks very nice. Carl. I remember you didn't even want to shake my hand. You were I, like, I don't ever stay want away to... from Carl. He's don't... got scaly, flaky skin over there. Right. That's what I usually Just say. Just on my hands, But though. I don't say it anymore. Yeah, but look how nice. 
You know why? Because I'm using Epizin. That's right. So we have a sponsor on the show that uh, I am using the product. Your husband, Dan, is using the product. Mike Costello uses the product. And uh, it's pretty uh, pretty incredible. You know, we uh, are zinc deficient, and that's why sometimes we have skin ailments, you know, uh, you know, like flaky dry skin or eczema or rashes or, um, you know, all kinds of things, right? Right. It's also helpful for other types of things, bug bites yeah. and Wounds. shingles yeah. and shingles. sores. A lot right. of people have shingles. And, That's and for healing, bad. and for healing, like you say, scarring. Um, so it's sort of a magic product. Yeah. And it's got a, a very widespread use. And Epizin is so positive that this product will help you with your skin ailment, that they are willing to give you a complete 100% satisfaction guaranteed on their product. Right. If you don't like Epizen for any reason, you get all your money back. Right. So try it out. See if it works for you. We are so sure that you'll be happy with it, and we are thrilled for you. And if not, you are absolutely guaranteed 100% refund. Right. Plus, they have a special radio offer, which is $10 off if you uh, mention radio, right? And you also get free shipping. So you really have nothing to lose other than your ailment of your skin. Right. So just go to their website, which is epizin.com. That's E-P-I-Z-Y-N.com, epizin.com. Or you can call their toll-free number and a live operator will answer. Even if you call right now, a live operator will answer. Just call 844-ZINC-4-US. So that's 844 844- Z I N C the number four and then us eight four four zinc for us and you get ten dollars off plus free shipping and it's a money back guarantee right and we hope you let us know what you're using the product for and how it worked for you because we really do want to hear from you and we are so sure that this is going to be magic for you as well right and if you go to our website Hollywood three sixty radio dot com you scroll down there's an Epizen banner. There's an Epizen banner. You can just click that, and it'll take you right to their website. Yeah. So, I also have some photos of the product, yeah. and the website is yeah. on there as well. I really think you'll uh, like this product. It'll help you. It's helped me. It's helped Lisa's husband, and it's helping Mike. And so uh, I think you'll enjoy using Epizen. Once again, E-P-I-Z-Y-N.com. All right. Uh, in our next show, Lisa, we're going to tune into a good Western adventure of Have Gun, Will Travel, then a good comedy on the Great Gildersleeve. That's our next program, so make sure you're listening. Lisa and I signing off for now.